Greetings, fellow gamers. Last week would have been the week of Origins Game Fair, and many other conventions have either canceled or completely gone online. So in the midst of the world's craziness, we escaped to a little cabin in the Smoky Mountains to play games. It was our first real excursion uh, since the pandemic. We had a fantastic time. We learned a few new games. We played some old favorites. We were trying to catch some of that gaming magic that has been missing from our lives. We even attempted to go to a local game store, only to find that it was closed indefinitely. Uh, I miss gaming on a regular basis. I miss joining a table of strangers to engage in our favorite hobby. So when I meet someone like today's guest, Erica Sanders from Funnigan Games, I get excited. There are game stores that are still open, still peddling our favorite addiction, and working to help us find some solace and excitement in our social isolation. Please don't let your local game stores suffer during this time. If they're open, they're likely well aware of the precautions that they need to take in order to sell you games. And of course, we want you to be safe. We want you to take proper precautions. But buy locally if you're buying games. Support your local friendly game stores. And now, here's our discussion with Eric Cassanders from Fun Again Games. Welcome to Rolling for Change. My name is Woody Harris. I am here with my co-host, Josue Cardona. Hello. And we also have special guest Erica Sanders from Fun Again Games. Hello. Hi. We're excited to have you here. Um, I found Erica as a result of just reading through articles online, and I found uh, one from the Oregonian that said, Failing at homeschooling? Play a board game, say experts. And, And Erica was one of the identified experts. Uh, talking about using board games as uh, as a adjunct to education, mm-hmm. uh, but there are so many things I want to talk to you about, Erica. So it's that's that's just a part of things. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we found you. That's yeah. just, exactly, <laughs> and I, I am I'm giving you the origin expert. story of the episode. <laughs> Perfect. Everybody needs uh, the origin story. Yeah. I think given that it's it's May 2020, um, maybe we should just talk about how we're weathering the storm. We're in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic, and different areas of the country have different regulations. Uh, I'm here in Kennesaw, Georgia, where regulations are lifted a little bit, um, and people are acting really stupid. Most uh, <laughs> <laughs> ways in Chicago. Yep, I'm in Chicago, and... Uh Things are pretty locked down here, um, l- like as far as the law is concerned. <laughs> what people are doing is uh, another story. Um, but me personally, like I, I just I don't I don't leave the house. Like I, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't even gone for a walk. I live in a big building, and every time I go downstairs to even get the mail or like I just I just had groceries delivered a few minutes ago, and yes. it's like. Every day, it's like more of a party down there. Like I get it, people want to socialize, but like it, it, it scares me. I don't even go downstairs without a mask. So I mean, I'm trying to take care of myself. I'm terrified, but I'm trying to take yeah. care of myself. Is my point. Yeah. And you also live in a skin suit, right? In a a, a technological bubble of some sort. Uh, it's a it's a literal bubble, like a plastic bubble. <laughs> I, Do you have I the re- flappy <laughs> arms from Bubble Boy too? Because that was my <laughs> favorite part, where the, the arms like flopped around. 
Yeah. I mean, how else Perfect. are you going to, you can't just literally be in a bubble, right? That's you need, true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wish if it fit, if it fit in the elevator, <laughs> I would. <laughs> and Erica, you are in Ashland, Oregon. Correct. So the southern part of Oregon, um, our closest big city is Eugene, which is a couple hours away. Um, so we're pretty well off right now because everybody's distanced already. We don't have the congestion that we would have in a larger city. Yeah. Um, so our governor actually did a different thing than a lot of other states. Instead of shutting down all non-essential businesses, she shut down specific things hmm. um, like salons and gyms and things like that, but then said all other retail could remain open as long as social distancing is followed. Um, so we were actually able to remain open for most of this. We closed our hours a bit and offered curbside pickup and things like that. Um, but I've been working the whole time and we, we've been selling a lot of puzzles and a lot of board games and trying to help encourage people to find things to do while they're stuck at home. Um, but we actually just went into our phase one of reopening on Friday Mm -hmm. where things have been lifted and now all retail can be open and, uh, some salons are opening up and they're allowing restaurants to open up as long as they can keep the six foot distancing, which is really tough in a tiny restaurant. Um, and so now it's just a new phase of trying to see what the world is like in this and who knows what's going to happen, but we've been lucky. We haven't had any deaths in our County. We've only had like 50 cases. Um, so being more rural has helped us a lot, which is good because we have a massive retirement community down here. So um, a lot of people are in a lot of danger, my parents included. So it's still scary, but not as scary if we were in a more congested area, I suppose. Yeah, like a big city where it's really prevalent right now. Like Chicago. (laughs) Yeah. Like Chicago. (laughs) Yeah. Atlanta. (laughs) No, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, we've got a really strong mixture of people here, too. We've got the people who are way over the top and wanting to make sure that they're completely safe and they come in and almost hazmat suit type things um, or yeah (laughs) a bubble Um, and then we've got other people who just wander through the store for a half an hour and don't actually do anything because they're bored they're stuck at home so yeah we've got all the extremes here too okay so at least you can still wander through the store so has has the business been steady or has it been did did we even introduce the the store the idea like we're what? I thought I said that she was a uh, general manager from Fun Again Games, but I'll say it again. Sure. But, but what is Fun Again Games, right? <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, we're a little board game store. We sell games and puzzles and card games and things like that. And usually we have events every night and open gaming tables where people can come in and try out our 200-plus game library to see if they like a game or something. Obviously, that has all been shut down since things started going kind of hinky. Our business is usually pretty reliant on our tourist season because we have the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, which is somewhat famous. Um, A lot of tourists come through every summer from end of March until end of September or so to go to the festival because it's this big old thing. Um, But that has been completely canceled this year, so our sales and things have dropped um, but we are still noticing that people from the community are coming in because they want to support the local stores they want Mm -hmm. to 
have things to do at home because they're bored out of their minds. Our puzzle sales have been through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> do you sell, uh, do you ship? Like, can yep. people buy online? Yep. Okay. Um, people can go to our website and buy from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is separate from the store, um, but we okay. can also sell from our store too. Uh, it's a separate entity. The web, the website is uh, out of Medford, Oregon, which is just north of Ashland. And they take care of all of the website fulfillment and Kickstarter fulfillment. And then there's also another store up in Eugene. Okay. Yeah, but my impression was things. that Fun Again Games, uh, you know, I didn't even know that you were connected to Fun Again until you talked to me. Um, but I knew Fun Again already, and I don't know if I knew them because of their web presence or because I had seen you guys at conventions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it feels like that's just been that's been like in the periphery, the same as cool stuff and yep. uh, card house. Yeah. Uh, so it kind of all came together in the same breath to me. So um, you're more than just a small store. So you have a couple of s- satellite stores, and then you have a big online business. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Um, I'm uh, over the years. I've like I remember living. Uh, I think it was in Puerto Rico and then in other places and buying comic books, for example, from like looking online, like I want to get these comic books. I can't find them locally. Where can I buy? And then I bought from like Midtown Comics and then I moved to New York. And I was like, oh, Midtown Comics is a location. It's a place. It's like a big store. <laughs> it's like We have it's, people who come in and are really excited about that, too. Like, you guys yeah. are a store, too. This is so cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lately, I got into plastic model kits lately, and I've been and and like I started. I was like, let me follow these stores that I'm buying from online. And I'm like, oh no, like there are people, and they're like, in, <laughs> there's one in Florida, and there's one in California. Like these oh, are so these awesome. are actual stores. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's it's something I've I've been thinking a lot about because like these are these are all my favorite hobbies, right? Mm-hmm. Like I I, I mm-hmm. want you guys to be okay. <laughs> I want to yeah. make sure <laughs> exactly. everybody's okay. So I've been doing it extra effort. I'm not thinking of everybody like just. An, an online store anymore it's, and, and i love stores that are doing that i don't know if you guys are doing this but i've really appreciated like seeing the people like pushing out the orders and and almost framing it like like a service like it is like right now because so many people are looking for that i don't know i just i just love it thank you yeah no problem <laughs> yes yeah, exactly yeah. Yeah, our Facebook page is what I have the most control over. And so I've been posting pictures of all the puzzles that come in uh, so that people can see what we have without having to come into the store. And then we'll do curbside pickup or shipping if we need to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And I would expect your shipping business has has increased at this point. I think so, yeah. Yeah. It seems to have had a bit of a jump. Because it's not so easy to go in stores and just shop around anymore, which is no. one of my favorite things to do, unfortunately. Right? But <laughs> and so I did I'm, that, too. I took a, vir- a virtual pictures of our store so that you can kind of shop. So you unquote. can still shop. That's yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. And like so I have that. all the sections out and saying, like, oh, here's our cooperative game section. And here's our two-player game section. And so, yeah, you can still kind of sort of shop in the store. Yeah, that is cool. I know that, I mean, again, like us nerds, like if, when, when we're on a mission, like you'll drive hours to a location oh, yeah. and you'll go to multiple stores. Now it's like, maybe if there's one store open, I'll go, but I'm not going to go like too far. Right. Too many <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> yeah. In my mind, I'm already planning a trip to, to Oregon sometime Perfect. and go down to Ashland so yeah. I can check out uh, Fun Again Games because my, my wife's parents live in um, uh, just outside of Portland. Um, what is the community? You'd think I'd know it, Beaverton. but I don't know it now. 
Uh, well, I'm sorry. Beaverton? No, it's not Beaverton. No. They, they they actually uh, live in a little town uh, that is mostly known for its uh, its retirement homes. Hmm. Um, yeah, I can't remember it now, which is really sad. I'm sure I'm going to get in trouble when my <laughs> wife listens to this episode, but uh, that's okay. Uh, th- her her dad created a place called Hope Village, which is a retirement community uh, in a little town outside of Portland. Oh, fun! And they live there. Uh, so we go there on a fairly regular basis. Don't know how soon we'll be going, but yeah. next time I'm definitely going to take a trip down to Ashland. <laughs> cool. I don't know. It's probably a four-hour drive, right? At least, yeah. yeah. Depending on where outside of Portland, like how much Portland traffic you have to go through. So maybe Amtrak down. Uh, if if Amtrak comes close to you, I, I don't even know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what have you been doing to keep busy? I, I imagine that business, even though it's it's been steady, it's fallen off some. Uh, are there things that you're doing to, to keep yourself busy? And, and what are you enjoying right now? Because if you're seeing, you're seeing all the stuff, all the new stuff come in on a regular basis. So you've probably got some things that are really catching your attention. Yeah, I've been focused on trying to make sure that people have as many tools as possible to help them do things that they need to do right now. Um, So I had, before all this started, I'd had a few parents who homeschool had Mm -hmm. come in and want, like, oh, I need an educational board game so I can teach my kids math. Uh, Well, we don't have, like, educational games, and I don't recommend those anyway, because I remember being a kid, and my mom would bring home a, you're going to learn fractions game, and I hated it. (laughs) It was terrible. I had no interest whatsoever in playing that game. And so I always encourage people to think outside the box because I have a teaching background. And so I think like a teacher in a lot of ways. And so there are games that you can play where you're going to learn math no matter what. You know, you don't have to sit down and and study fractions or study arithmetic or what have you. You're going to, if you play five tribes, for instance, there's enough counting and multiplication and planning that goes into your turn that you're going to end up with some math knowledge when you come out of that game. And so I had started making a list in my head of games that work well for that situation. And then schools closed and I realized that my coworkers were going to have these questions a lot more as well. So I wanted to put something together that I could guide them toward and I could guide parents toward. So I made this note on our Facebook page breaking down which games work well for history, for math, for language arts. And it's not like replacing a a math lesson or a geography lesson. But if you are learning the geography of the United States and then you play Ticket to Ride, you're going to learn some geography as you're going and you're going to implement that knowledge that you've learned of the map by playing Ticket to Ride or Pandemic or something like that because you're playing on a map. And you have to find the cities as you're going. And so it's a really nice way to come at knowledge and learning a different way. Um, So I put that note together. And then I also put together a list of games that you can play virtually, um, where either one person has a copy of the game and puts it on a webcam, or everybody playing has a copy and puts like a section of the game on a webcam. And I'm just trying to make it so that people don't forget that board games are a great way to keep yourselves busy during this insanity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If it wasn't for board games, I, I don't, well, I mean, we haven't played a lot here, unfortunately, because my, my son is not totally 
hip on board games, but we did start playing Legacy of Dragonhold, and that's been a nice. lot of fun. Great storytelling game. I'm sure reading comprehension comes in. I was talking to one of my friends who I met through the store. She's got kids, and she homeschools them, and she's always amazed at how often her kids will learn stuff or prove their knowledge through board games. Like she, her, her youngest, she said, doesn't love reading, but is more than willing to read the scenario cards that come up and has no problem reading them aloud. And that gives them the opportunity to guide where needed and help with reading comprehension and things like that. Yeah. It's, um, I, I love talking to parents who are like, against video games or then or, or i mean or board games or gaming of any kind and don't see the the value and it's like there's there's two parts right there's the there's the informal learning that we gain from the game if mm-hmm. you didn't know how to do it before and then there's the practice like it doesn't matter what you learn in school if you never practice it you're gonna forget it and it doesn't matter exactly these, these games gives you the, they give you the opportunity to practice what you've learned and even if you don't learn it in the game or if you do either either way like they allow you to practice it and only by practicing is it that you're going to retain it get better at it and like having that conversation with with parents and just people in general is always I, I love it I love seeing like the looks on their faces and I'm like wait a minute that kind of makes sense mm-hmm. you're right yeah yeah yep, yep. <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons is a huge one. There was such a stigma against that for so long. It's still really interesting to talk to parents who bring, we've got a group of young kids that used to play at the store. Now, obviously our events are all shut down, but talking to the parents about how much that's helping their kids, learning cooperation, learning storytelling, learning math, because you've got to add things together when you're doing stuff. All of these different things that you guys obviously know plenty about. But it, the same kind of thing, like, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing to me how pervasive all these normal skills that we just take for granted because we've had an education, basically, they're all present in games. And, you know, I was just thinking about uh, probabilities, games like Celestia and Megaland and, and maybe even Diamant. All those things are teaching you how to uh, calculate probabilities. Very true. Yeah. And I've seen my son playing uh, Megaland and sort of calculating the probability of whether or not he's going to uh, die in that situation or not die in that situation. And it, it's amazing to watch him. Of course, he's a math genius, so that makes it not... I, I need to find something with a little more edge to it, but hmm. um, there's so many possibilities for people. Like, games, we, we kind of take it for granted. These are these fun things that we put in front of us. Uh, we use to, to connect with other people and we use to kind of distract our minds, but the fact is that if if we're engaging in something and it's fun, there's probably something below it that's that's meaningful to us. And so that that's great that you made this list. Uh, and it's a pretty big list on the, on the article that you put together because you go through games that help with language arts and history and geography and uh, math and science. And it's just kind of... Uh, and it, I, these are easily just a sampling because I know you could probably tell us many, many games that fall into each of these categories that people can help their kids to homeschool basically by playing board games yep and that list is available on our funnigan games ashland facebook page under the notes section cool if anybody had wanted to see more of that information because i do have that list in there and i've linked everything to board game geek so people can read more about the game and then i've given a short blurb of what you can do to learn um, if you wanted to change the game at all. Like if you wanted to use Dixit to 
teach vocabulary and you could use the collection of cards created to make stories after each turn if you really wanted to and that sort of thing how to alter games if you wanted or just what you're learning while you're playing these games and you're right there's an endless list because pretty much every game that you play you're going to learn strategy or reading comprehension or probabilities and things like that but these are just specific to subjects in school that you would want you know but you also learn how to win well or lose well you know you learn that ability and the all of the different things that come out of games you know yeah. strategies How'd you come up with that list? Did you, was it like, did you just look over at your shelf and be like, oh yeah, I can, I can, I can tie each of these to a subject or those like just the most popular games. Part of it was stuff that I'd already talked to people about when they came to me and said like, oh, my students or my son's having trouble with reading comprehension. Then I would come up, I would go through the Rolodex of games that I have in my brain of like, oh, well, like you said, Legacy of Dragonhold would be really great because there's a lot of reading that goes into that. And mm-hmm. But it's fun reading because you're working through the story. There's choose-your-own-adventure board games now where you can basically work your way through those old stories that we used to read when we were kids. But they, don't, they may not know that it's an actual book, but they're still reading. Um, and so basically, like, kind of sort of tricking kids into learning. Yeah. You have to do that as a parent and as a teacher. <laughs> Um, and so part of that was just me remembering all of these conversations that I've had with parents who are trying to either homeschool their kids or supplement their kids' education in some way or other. Um, but then I did start going through our store and thinking about the games that I've played and the more obvious things like Boggle, obviously you're going to expand your vocabulary or work on your vocabulary and your spelling playing Boggle. Um, but then there's stuff like Super Fight, which might not be the first thing that you think about how you might learn playing Super Fight because you're just creating these ridiculous monsters and then arguing about who has the better monster or who has the better supervillain or superhero or what have you. Um, but you're learning debate and argumentative mm-hmm. skills by doing yeah. that, you know, in a weird way. It's mm-hmm. a fun argumentative skill in, that you're learning. In but the it's best still, way, I Yeah, think. exactly. <laughs> it, there's no heat behind it. It's just... And that is also another thing that you can learn is like how to debate without getting upset about stuff, you know, Um, obviously Dungeons and Dragons is in there. Um, But then I had to think more about, you know, history and geography. The geography ones were always fun. Um, Obviously right now is slightly awkward, but bringing up pandemic, the fact (laughs) that you can play the board game pandemic and you're working cooperatively which my mom has actually been playing Pandemic by herself like almost daily. And she says that it's helping her stay sane in all of this because she feels like she has some control. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, but playing Pandemic, ev- after everybody's turn, you have to draw the different city cards to place infection spots. And so if you just have the kid or your kids pull the infection cards, they have to figure out where things are on the map and they eventually learn a little bit of geography that way. Um, same with Ticket to Ride, if you've got the destination cards where you're supposed to get from Portland to Chicago, uh, how do you do that? What cities do you have to go through? And then you can take it further if you want and say like, oh, well, what might they be transporting from Portland to Chicago? And you could look into the goods that are in Portland and what Chicago might need and that sort of thing. You can take it so much further if you want. 
as in that teaching st standpoint, yeah. or you can just play and they're learning where things are and you can test them too and see what their knowledge is of the US or the world or Europe, depending on what map you're playing on. Um, yeah. And that friend that I spoke of earlier, that's one of the things that she's been doing, playing Risk Legacy. She's mm -hmm. able to see how her kids are learning the world geography by where they are placing things when they say like, oh, you know, you can load stuff up in Africa. You know, do they put it in Africa or do they put it in Europe? And if they put it in Europe, she knows she's got a problem and then they have to revisit <laughs> some things. But it's an interesting way to test without the stress of it being a test. Yeah, I think I know very well where Shanghai is as a result of playing Pandemic Legacy because uh -huh. that was where our zone was. <laughs> yeah. I don't like Shanghai for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I mean, this is like a separate conversation sort of, but thankfully these games are... are uh have accurate information that we can use <laughs> also true yeah <laughs> they do they put research in <laughs> yeah sure. like the map is correct so that yes. therefore it, it works <laughs> it's good to point that out <laughs> also true yeah. <laughs> they have done their research not just haphazardly shot darts and yeah. said oh this city's here <laughs> had carmen san diego just scrambled the map i would not know where any states are <laughs> seriously <laughs> Also, funny side note, uh, Ashland is actually on one of the Ticket to Ride maps, uh, the Old West map that's on the back of the oh, France map. Oh, okay. Um, one of our uh, customers came in the other day and told me that, and I was like, what? Totally blew my mind, because Ashland is <laughs> super tiny. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize that either. So if it's on the train map, you're definitely on the train route somewhere. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> that Amtrak will get you there. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, well... Sometimes you have to get out of the train, take a bus, and go to another train, but you know. Yeah, I mean, you could hop a coal car. I do know that the trains go through there. I just don't know that they're people trains. <laughs> uh, well, that's good social distancing, though, if I hop a train. That's true. That's true. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, I love the story of uh, learning that your own town is in an expansion or a different version of this game that, that like, we all know so well. Right. Um, because it came from someone else. Like, uh, I... I I relate a lot to to what you're saying because when someone comes to me and it, like I, I've I'm in a position a similar position where people will come to, and ask me like hey like uh, what should I do for for this what would be a good game what would be a good option mm -hmm. and I have plenty of answers like I'm I'm confident at this point in in that I can provide plenty of answers to to these questions because I've had these conversations over the years and because I hear these stories and I, I can't possibly play every game but right. I'm connected enough um to to people who have played the games i'm like oh wait a minute this reminds me someone mm -hmm. told me a story about how they connected to this game this way or they learned this from this game and i don't know it's like such a cool thing to look back on right that we can that we oh, sure. we've had those experiences and now we have this knowledge that and and i love that you like put it in a blog right that you're like oh no no let me share this with people because i think this is helpful i've uh, th this is like a frequently asked questions thing right yeah maybe maybe exactly. it'll help more people yeah and what's great about it is that because it's in a note in Facebook, I can continually edit it. Like I was just adding yes. stuff to it this week and finding new things that work. And so I'm, I, anytime I come across a new game or somebody tells me like, oh, this works really well for this thing. Like you were saying probability, like how did I not think of that in the math section? So now I'm going to go add Megaland <laughs> into probability because that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when you moved from having your, your in-store events, did you move to online events? We are doing a pre-release event this weekend online because the new Magic, Magic the set Gathering. came up. 
Yeah, that came out. Um, and so we're doing video chats through Discord, and um, my coworker who runs the magic events normally has set up a scenario through Discord with different round-robin type matches um, to make it so that people can still get that feel of, of an event. Uh, obviously, it's not quite as exciting as being in the hub of 30 people ripping open magic yeah. decks and things. Um, but, you know, nobody gets that right now, unfortunately. So we're yeah. doing what we can to make it so that we can still connect people whenever possible. Yeah. Yeah, and these 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 new expansions, right? They're always a big event. It's like, yeah. ah, like, and so to do something at least, right? That it's not just uh, forgotten that you can still connect with people. That's exactly. You kind of got to do it, right? It's like, oh, yeah. and you want to too. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh no, like I'm excited too. <laughs> yeah. It's it's good yeah. to hear people talk about it. And on, on our discord page, people are all excited about the cards that are coming out. And so it's nice yeah. to, that people have a spot that they can go to share that. Um, yeah. yeah. It's been good, but yeah, rough on everyone. Unfortunately, we miss our yeah. board game nights and, being able to sit down and teach people board games. That was how I met the friend that I have now who's uh, homeschooling is her family came in and I sat down and taught him a game and now we're friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she has made a point to come back to the store and all that. And they live down in Sacramento, California. So they're about five hours away too. So I, I kind of wanted to touch on this subject and I'm glad you brought it up. This, I see people struggling right now with making connection like in general, but, yeah. but I'm, I'm fine. Like I have like, <laughs> I have excuses to meet with Woody multiple times a week to do things like this. Sure. I have friends that I game with. It's yeah. like, it's that, that, uh, like we need an excuse, right. To, to, <laughs> to socialize. And then, and then friendship can blossom from that. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I keep telling all the, the, the gamers out there, all the nerds that I know, all the geeks, like, you guys know how to do this? Like help out your, your people who don't know how to do yeah, this? We've been preparing for this yeah. for years. Yes, exactly. Her <laughs> time is now. I've got nearly a game store in my house. I'm prepared. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and so that was the other thing that I wrote up is how to play games remotely. And I wrote a little blurb um, partially influenced by the video that Jamie Stegmeyer put out and partially influenced by um, board game geeks list that they put out of things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's all like how to play code names. So you, the host person has to have a camera pointed at the grid of cards that you've got out. And then the two spy masters need to be able to see the key card, but you could have just one copy of the game. If the person who, or if the group that has the copy of the game has two people and each can be a spy master, then everybody else just needs to see the words, you know? Um, and so there's lots of different ways to play, even if you don't have, if you don't want to deal with Tabletop Simulator or Tabletopia or Yukata and all those things, yeah. um, if you want the actual physical game, you can still do it. It's just a little bit harder. <laughs> we did there an episode actually of this podcast. Games online also. That's it's called, true. It, it's horsepace.com. Oh, cool. So you can play code names online that way too as well. Nice. So. Yeah, we have been preparing for this for a while. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I realized the other day Villainous would also be a perfect game if everybody has a copy of the game because you yeah. don't really have to, you don't have a lot of direct interaction. Like you need to talk to each other, but you don't have to see everybody else's cards to know what's going on. You're kind of playing your own little solitaire game. And when you're interacting with fate, the fate cards are coming out of your own fate deck so that the story is completely contained. Um, yeah. So that works really well if everybody has a copy of the game. 
we we did an episode of this podcast uh, a couple weeks ago i think yeah i listened to that oh that one right yeah Yeah. so it it almost seems like we need a part two (laughs) because we focused on the digital and then i remember bringing up like well you know like you can shift your camera and if you only have one copy like there are different ways to do it we didn't go into specifics we're kind of just brainstorming on the fly but i think now with a few weeks uh (laughs) deeper into this yeah i've heard a lot of stories planning (laughs) yeah someone asked me the other day how to use like how to if i have one copy of guess who how to do it online and i was like i had to get really creative i was like yeah like how do i position the camera so i don't like i'm not cheating right and then like (laughs) okay so (laughs) i had to think about it for a while it's a little complicated it doesn't work for everything but uh but it can no it does not yeah yeah but it is fun to think of using games in different ways like both teaching and playing remotely and all the other different ways that we've played them yeah it's like in, like all these games that you can print, right? And, mm-hmm. and at home yeah. or, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, possibilities. Endless. But it takes some creativity and some knowledge about how the game works to kind of make it work. Very true. Love it. I love Dice Tower, but just shortly after we started the social isolation thing, they did an on-the-fly live broadcast of best the, the top ten games that you could play online in that fashion by using a camera kind of thing. And I, I don't think they had put in a lot of put a lot of thought into it but i think by now so many gamers have been thinking about this that we probably do have a better idea yeah. of how we could do this yeah. for sure i mean uh probably any two houses that had ticket to ride you could easily do that you just have to remember you have to put down everybody's stuff on your yep. board so there's two boards at the same time or three boards at the same time it has the same stuff but at least with that game you've got so many people who have the game as long as you have a web camera you're good to go yeah for sure the problem was web cameras were out of stock everywhere I looked oh, for a no. while. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, everybody's phone has a camera on it now for the most part. So you can always use that. But it's a little bit harder for sure. Well, you need some kind of stand maybe. But that I didn't even think about looking for a stand <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> for my phone, which would be very helpful, I think. I've gone a little crazy and I bought like two different stands thinking of how to do like over over the top like top nice. down views nice. uh-huh. stuff um yeah no i'm ready i'm ready any questions <laughs> no. oh, i'm ready to play yeah most of my knowledge on that was just like the abstract thinking of like well how would this work i've played yeah. this game before this yeah. if we did it this way it could it could work but i haven't actually managed to have time to sit down with somebody who's wants to play virtually you know yeah, yeah. My guess is you're not letting people come in and play any games in your store, but I'm looking at your store and you have all these nice tables. It's, it's almost sad. It's really sad. They are currently covered in puzzles and used games. So the table ah, space okay. is being used at least. Um, we moved all of our chairs upstairs so that it was obvious that we were discouraging people from hanging out and sitting down. Um, but we've got my coworker, Travis has made some beautiful puzzle towers so that people can see the puzzles without having to grab all of the puzzles. Um, and then I've, we've gotten really good at Indiana Jonesing, like a puzzle (laughs) out from underneath and adding one back in so that the tower doesn't fall. Puzzle Um, Tetris. Yes, (laughs) very much so. (laughs) Um, and then we have a used game and used puzzle section that people can sell things on consignment. And so the other tables are taken up with we used games and things and any new stuff that we get in, we quarantine it for at least a day so that everything is as sanitary as possible. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even think about that because I guess cardboard does easily 
hold yeah. on to the virus if it should come into contact. Yep. Currently, the estimated length of time that cardboard holds onto it is 24 hours. So I quarantine it for that amount of time. Um, and we've had a lot of people bringing puzzles back because they're bored and they don't want to do the same puzzle over and over again, which makes complete yeah. sense to me. <laughs> yeah, the puzzles are pretty much recyclable. You yep. easily just put it together if you like it enough and you maybe put it together one more time, but then pass it on to somebody else who needs a puzzle. Yep. Yeah. And a lot of people are have like puzzle groups within their own community or neighborhood or whatever where they just kind of pass the puzzle around. But people who don't have that are... I always let them know that they can bring it back and sell it for store credit. It works out pretty nicely. Do you think people just to in, like to increase the difficulty or just taking a couple puzzles and just like putting them in the same box just to make it harder? <laughs> <laughs> that would certainly be interesting. <laughs> I'm bored. Well, I don't want to do the same one again. Double-sided puzzles. True, true. <laughs> we do have one of those still. Yeah, we've got we had a couple of those, and it was like a bunch of Campbell's soup. Uh, just repeated like an Andy Warhol picture like but an Andy Warhol yeah yeah but wow. it, not like the blocks it was just repetition and then on the other side it was the same thing but twisted 90 degrees <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's evil <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> that's just a mean puzzle right <laughs> it's called the super hard puzzle soup or hard uh, yeah. I was like oh man guys I have to bring that in yeah, yeah. <laughs> even if you can't sell it it's still got to be on the shelf exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah we've got mystery puzzles too which are kind of fun um, you read a little short story like a Sherlock Holmes mystery type of thing and then you put mm -hmm. the puzzle together and you don't know what the puzzle looks like but by the time oh, you're done putting the puzzle okay. together you should be able to solve the mystery that was set up previously in the story well, I don't okay. think I've ever put together a puzzle without like staring at the at the box, <laughs> right? like always trying where to figure out where go? that one piece goes uh -huh. in that puzzle. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Yeah. Blind puzzling seems like it's a lot harder. I'm not. I'm not that advanced. No. I love that though. Same. Oh man. Yeah, my dad, when I was a kid, I still remember this, he got a little tiny cardboard box with no like nothing on it. It was just cardboard box, and inside was this puzzle. And he spent like two weeks just trying to put it together. And it ended up being this um, waterfront flower market. But mm. each like bouquet of flowers was cut out. So there was no overlap between the water behind it and the flowers. And then in addition to that, there were a bunch of shapes and things that were in there. Like there's a cat and a sun and all that sort of stuff and it just was the most mind-boggling puzzle it now is framed in our entryway because he would not take it apart <laughs> like nope because <laughs> after you put that me... together <laughs> <laughs> took me way too long <laughs> so yeah that's yeah, still an achievement at that point <laughs> it truly is yeah <laughs> the other thing i wanted to ask since you are a, a a game store manager what what is big on the shelves right now what are people buying um, currently there, because we've got a lot of people who are starting up board games for the first time or jumping into Monopoly or jumping from Monopoly to something Drink. else, <laughs> <laughs> um, people are buying a lot of Ticket to Ride, a lot of Dixit, a lot of Catan, um, Pandemic okay. was flying off our shelves for a while. We could not keep that one in stock <laughs> for a bit. That's interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We have a, apparently a good community with a great sense of humor. Um, that one hasn't <laughs> been selling as dramatically recently. Um, I think the 
entertainment factor wore off a little bit, but it's still doing well. It's still one yeah. of our evergreen titles where a lot of people are buying it because it's a great cooperative game. Yeah. Um, I always recommend Forbidden Island to people with yeah, kids absolutely. that are about the age of like six, seven, eight, um, just because yeah. that's a great cooperative game to jump into with the family. Um, and it says it's ages 10 and up. It lies. I mean, I taught it to a <laughs> six-year-old and she did great with it, a couple of them, and they were fine. Oh, yeah. Um, so those have been our, like the evergreen titles, quote unquote, um, mm -hmm. have been the most popular. One of my favorites recently has been Taverns of Tiefenthal. Um, oh, I like that. I yeah, enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, it's so good. So good. Um, Isle of Cats recently came out and we, that flew off our shelves. Um, haven't been able to get that one back in, but that one's a lot of fun. Have you had issues restocking in general or? Yeah. That... Um, one of our main distributors shut down for a little while. So we had to scramble to f try to find games from different places. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, I had just been at Gamma. So I had made a lot of these contacts with different ways to get games instead of just yeah. our main distributors. So that had helped a lot. Um, but we still got some that are just not going to be back for a while because obviously they get a lot of stuff from China. Our distributors mm -hmm. do. Um, and that's going to be hard to come by there for a while. So it'll be interesting to see what happens as a, a ripple effect in a little while, because now more stores are starting to open up and there will be more demand. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. The big distributor is opening up again, Alliance. Um, so they're oh, yeah, back Alliance. in the game. Um, that was the one that had shut down for a little while. Um, so, yeah, we're... we're I've got a list of stuff that we can't get, um, but I haven't noticed an extreme dramatic uh, inability to find things yet, uh, but that may come. I do know we were having a hard time getting puzzles there for a while. Um, our three main puzzle manufacturers were Ravensburger that shut down mm -hmm. for a little while, I think. We just couldn't get, get stuff from them. And Eurographics was like three weeks out, um, and then Pomegranate was relatively quick with stuff. Um, but we were going through puzzles like crazy, so it was a challenge to keep those in stock. Um, they're still selling really well, though. We're selling like eight or ten a day sometimes. Hmm. What about stuff like Icoria? Was it uh, hard to to get, or like was it more limited than it usually would have been? It was a little bit more limited, um, and it's unclear why. I don't know if it was just because of the set they wanted to limit it more, or... Hmm. They're trying to predict what stores are needing, or uh, it's it's not super clear. We did get enough. Um, we would have liked some more of the commander decks that just came out. Yeah. Um, but I think those were the ones that were being limited the most for everybody. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but we got a pretty decent selection of stuff, which yeah. is good. Yeah. Um, there's just random stuff that's out, and it's it. That happens frequently in the board game world where just randomly a game dries up and you just can't find it until they reprint it. Um, yeah. And sometimes that's a month out and sometimes it's a year out. Um, yeah. And so it's not become super clear yet how much of that is because of everything going on and how much of it is just a natural dry up that they just need to do another print run of something. Yeah, because sometimes there's such a limited print run in the first mm -hmm. place that people yeah, run wingspan. on it. It gets <laughs> Wingspan was a really good example because that was we're in the third printing now, I think, of Wingspan. Yeah, but yeah. That ran out pretty quickly. Uh -huh. uh, I mean, and I don't think I don't think Jamie expected to have such a such a response to it. Yeah, it's crazy. 
Um, and it's something, at least in our area, it's something with the, the older community who aren't big on board games already. They're, it's not the, like, they're obviously the people who play a lot of board games still want the game because it's a great game. But there's this interesting shift of people who listen to NPR and read the New York Times mm -hmm. who read these articles or listen to these articles and are like, oh, I need that bird game. Uh, yeah, I've got like an eight person waiting list for it. I can add you to that if you'd like. <laughs> I haven't seen a copy of it in months. Don't know when it'll be in. <laughs> Hopefully soon. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, even just like this week, somebody asked me about it. I'm like, I, yeah, I don't know when that's coming back. Fingers crossed soon. Yeah. So what are you playing right now? Because if, if you're, I mean, if you're always being at the game store, do you still play a lot of games? And, and since you're socially isolating, is that a family thing that you do? Or is there, is it fine, like it's dried up a little bit for you? It has dried up a little bit because I was playing a lot of games with people in the store when they'd mm -hmm. come in um, and they'd want to learn a game. Then I, if I had time, I'd be able to sit down and teach them a game or something. Um, luckily I'm with my boyfriend so he and I still play stuff um, and his best friend lives right next door to us like we share a wall in, in our apartment okay. complex and so we've technically isolated with him um, but the three of us are still working and so it's not as uh, isolated as we should be um, but we've been playing stuff like uh, terraforming Mars and Zombicide mm -hmm. and um, things like that. Um, we had a game of Charterstone going with another couple of friends, and I've been enjoying that one a lot. It's such a pretty game. Yeah, Charterstone's neat. Yeah. We're like four away from finishing that one, I think, which is fun. Okay. Um, I've been around a lot of legacy games, but this is the first actual legacy game that I've been able to play through, which is pretty fun. I got my mom Pandemic Legacy for Christmas, and it was supposed to be like birthday present. I'll we'll start and play this with you. Her birthday was March nineteenth, and so that obviously didn't happen because that was oh, right yeah. when everything was starting. Uh, like, because yeah. it was supposed to be like, okay, I've recovered from all the Christmas chaos of working in retail during Christmas, and after that, and so like, all right, we'll jump into Pandemic Legacy and play that once a week, and yeah, that that hasn't happened. And she didn't listen to me when I told her not to open the box. And she sent me a picture. And I was like, what are you doing, Mom? She's like, I'm playing. No. Don't play. Stop. Put it away. Don't unwrap that. <laughs> I only looked at one thing. No. What are you doing? Well, and with Legacy, you can be really, you can make really bad mistakes pretty quickly because yes. you've got to keep everything secretive. Yep. Yeah. We did pretty well with Charterstone, so that was fun. Um, got a few surprises with that one, which I enjoyed a lot. Yeah, and for those who don't know about Charterstone, this is a worker placement legacy game in which you can kind of create your own worker placement spots. Yeah, and it's fun having an actual board game to play at the end of it instead of Pandemic Legacy, for instance, which is just a one-and-done thing. Yeah. yeah, it's a brick now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you got to buy another one. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, I'm probably going to play Season 1 again, but I'd be happy to play Season 2. Nice. Yeah, and season three was announced at some point, but I think that that got put on hold, like so many other things. Especially, like, it doesn't matter how popular your game called Pandemic is, like, how much, <laughs> how, how excited are you when you announce the next Pandemic game in the middle of a pandemic? <laughs> like, what do you say? <laughs> or Plague Inc. Part 2, or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. 
like uh, yeah i mean i've, I I've talked like about this with people like the play game game it seemed like people were very uh like the company it almost seemed like they felt bad that their game was being become so popular so they they added a mode where you could cure a virus instead of right. kill everybody with it but it felt like a guilt thing that they were doing yes, for sure. <laughs> are you guys at fun again set to go to any conventions i mean a lot of our conventions have closed down and we don't really know what's going to happen but i yeah, our warehouse guys that do all of the Kickstarter fulfillment side of things, especially, mm-hmm. um, we're set to go to just about everything um, because they're, they they want to be there for the uh, to help promote the Kickstarters that they've that we are fulfilling and things like that. Um, but yeah, with so many conventions canceled, I have no idea what is going to happen at this point. It's kind of crazy. I think the only one still on the radar right now is Gen Con. And yeah. even then we're not certain yet. Yeah. If there's going to be some breakdown in that. Like I'm so excited that I'm in Chicago. I'm so much closer now <laughs> to Gen you Con. Are. You're like an hour away. I know. Nice. But I I wouldn't go. If it no. Happens. <laughs> yeah. It, I think it's one of those things like even if they do host it, how many people are actually gonna show up? Like yeah. will international travel be lifted by then? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, it's hard to predict what's going to happen day to day basis at this point. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I heard that Essen is already canceled. Yeah. Which is that, you know, Gen Con and Essen, they're the two biggest conventions in the yeah. world. So uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers that Gen Con will hold because I'd really like to get out there and, and, uh, as long as it's safe, <laughs> that's right. that's a trick. Yes. How do I how do I play games safely now? Borrow Hostway's uh, bubble. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got I have an extra after I sanitize it. Yes. <laughs> I'm I'm so scared that I have an extra bubble just in case my my first bubble breaks. <laughs> in case one breaks down. Yep. <laughs> Always have a backup. <laughs> what a world. This conversation yeah. is so different than it would have been if we weren't in the middle of a pandemic. Oh, oh yeah. Totally. yeah. <laughs> wow. But it's very topical. It's very good. No, much. Here's the moment that we are in. Yeah. It's and to crazy. get your insight, Eric, on this is, is just like, it's so, yeah, no, I'm so glad you're here to, to talk about this stuff. Yeah. It's, well, it's interesting hearing the actual like on the ground perspective in different areas. Cause we get the blanketed, like everything is terrible things or, ah, you guys are fine. Open things back up and Florida's opening beaches and that sort of thing. But you don't get the, a lot of the personalized perspective and a lot of it. Yeah. 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 It's so it's true. been interesting talking to you guys too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the, to me, that's the most fascinating part. Like people, mm-hmm. like I said, like I live in a, in a huge building with lots and lots of people, I have no idea. I'm, I'm sure that everybody's experience is different. <laughs> oh yeah, like, yeah. Like my next door neighbor, I know is a like a single mother with two uh, adolescent boys. Like, Ooh. I'm no, thank you. I'm surprised there isn't more noise coming over there. Like more <laughs> complaining, I can hear through the walls. You know, uh-huh. like everybody. Like I'm, I'm right now. I'm, I'm all alone, and I'm like so. I'm actually relieved yeah. <laughs> so far. <laughs> I'm not at the point where I'm like, I wish, I wish, uh, I, like I had a dog or something. Like right now, the dog I think would annoy me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But everybody's completely different, and yeah, it's it's incredible. 
It is, yeah, because they're the essential workers who are working harder yeah. than they've ever worked before. And then there are people like yourself who are able to be completely quarantined. Yeah. And some people are handling it better than others. You seem to be doing great with it. Others are going out of their minds and just want to talk to people. And yeah. I come across a lot of them in the store because we're open and so they wander in and it's like, I can tell right away, like, oh, you haven't talked to anybody in about four days and you're going insane. <laughs> sure, you keep your six foot distance and we can chat for a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I'm definitely fortunate. I get to keep working. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm good. And yeah, and all these decisions about like even, so uh, I don't play magic anymore because uh, money, time, all the reasons why. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> uh, but uh I, could, I threw all that out the window and got into Pokemon cards again oh. recently, which is and like, so I'm a hypocrite, <laughs> right? Same yeah. thing. Same exact thing. <laughs> so Pokemon just had uh, an expansion released uh, at the beginning of May, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like two Rebel weeks ago. Clash. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Rebel Clash just came out like two weeks ago. And um, where was I going with this? Uh, oh, oh, right, right. So it came out. And I was thinking, like, where do I buy from? Like, I was like, do I no, I don't want to buy from Amazon. Like originally I had ordered, like just placed an order because I wasn't like thinking like I'm thinking, I'm like, no, 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 no. Like there's a local store close to me. I'm going to reach out to them and I'm going to buy it from them. And like, because I want to help out uh, my, my people. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, Amazon's going to survive this. It's the tiny exactly. stores that aren't. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, okay, like I'm going to, I'm going to go to this store. They're like an hour away, but I know they're going to sell it. They can ship it. I'll do it there. And I've been thinking that way about so many things, even like when I'm going to order food, mm -hmm. I'm ordering groceries mm -hmm. and then like you see the delivery person and like, ah, oh, it's like so many things. Like I'm tipping way more than, than I used to yeah. just because like, oh, I don't know everything, but like everything in our hobby has become so, so strange. Um, truly yeah well because we have it's such a social hobby you know yeah. you get together and yeah. we have we host the board game nights twice a week at our store where a bunch of people yeah. who may not know each other come together and have a meetup and learn board games and stuff and yeah. just can't do that right now <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah typically in every week in every week we would have some kind of gaming event somewhere whether it's having friends over or we'd mm -hmm. go somewhere else to play games and so that's that's completely dried up yep and then I think we've had to watch like five or six different concerts we were set up for just go by the wayside and they're yeah. like, well, we'll eventually do something with this. Or actually, I think we got our money back from our our um, uh, Grateful Dead tickets uh, oh, that we great. had, um, which is great that they gave us the money back. Not so good that we're not going to get to see the dead this summer. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's. I'm one of those ones that I think I'm going a little bit stir crazy. I'm, I'm sitting here trying to figure out. So I've got vacation time, but what do I do with it now? Right. Because I'm just <laughs> at I home all the time. Sitting at home and doing nothing. <laughs> Haven't seen this other room in a while. Maybe I'll, maybe <laughs> yeah. I'll spend a day in that There one. is a room in the house that's closed off. Maybe we should go in there just for a change of scenery. <laughs> it's just a bedroom, though. It's not. There's nothing there. <laughs> it's nothing exciting. <laughs> so we're, we're trying to figure out how do we how do we go on vacation and not see anybody or go on vacation and not do anything, which right. is a really weird idea. Yep. Because um, I am lucky enough to be one of the ones who are, are continually d working online. And uh, yeah. so I, I know that I have a lot of benefits. I mean, I could easily go to the Grand Canyon and work online from there. There you go. Uh, <laughs> There's <laughs> enough space there. Believe me, there. I've You'd thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wi-Fi is the only issue. You know, you got to oh, have yeah. a good good Wi-Fi land. So you need to rent line. an RV that comes with Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that sounds like a great... Um, I you might have <laughs> just put an idea in my head. <laughs> and the gas is really cheap now. Exactly. It doesn't matter. <laughs> tour the country. Yeah, perfect. You got your RV. You just don't get outside. You get to see all the cool stuff, but you stay... Like, you're quarantined. You're just moving. You're in your bigger bubble. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I have a yeah. friend who... I don't know if she's going to do this, but she, she said that she might go uh, camping in her father's backyard <laughs> nice mm-hmm. so it's like you know we can still have social distancing we can actually see each other yeah. from a distance and uh, have a change of scenery you know there you go go camping with us. yeah yeah lots yeah. of live long and prosper and less handshaking yes there's <laughs> <laughs> nothing like a huge like disaster to m- make people more creative huh uh-huh <laughs> right right <laughs> very true yeah, it's been interesting to see all the stuff that's come out of this. Yeah. And it's fun to see our hobby be so highlighted because of everything too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. People jumping yeah. into board games and realizing that it's not just clue and cribbage and all that sort of stuff. There's a lot more to it. Yeah. Yeah. How do you think Monopoly is selling though? It's probably doing better <laughs> than ever, right? It's still selling well. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and that's actually another thing that we can't get a hold of right now for whatever reason is the original Monopoly. We can get a hold of all the different types of Monopoly, but um, not the original one for whatever reason. Oh, the purists are out now, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to grab Monopoly. Okay, but you should also try Ticket to Ride, which is really similar, but better. Like, oh, I think I'll stick with Monopoly. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Have fun. If you must. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, I'll see you when you're really angry at your family. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All the anger. <laughs> if you well, really Eric, want anger, try diplomacy. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> That's yeah. a fun, fun ruiner. <laughs> oh, that game makes me like twitch. <laughs> like, I, <can't. laughs> I don't want to. No. I don't want to. It's one of those games that should have a drinking game added to it too. Because we 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 mention every time we mention Monopoly, we somehow come, get around to talking about diplomacy because we're talking about <laughs> being angry <laughs> Just, yeah, the, yeah it's the two games that make the people ang- angriest <laughs> and then for host it's terra mystica because that that game makes him angry <laughs> only but for very for, for very but woody for very related specific reasons, reasons. oh okay it's all your fault <laughs> it's all my fault the first time we played it he spent like an hour teaching me the game and then like two hours into the actual game uh we realized that he omitted a rule uh, it's really easy to do with that game. Yeah, there's yeah. so many rules for that game, and I don't forgive, so I bring it up <laughs> every now and then. For those listening that have heard this story from Hostway before, and you, <laughs> you know, if you want to berate him for berating me, uh, <laughs> go check out geektherapy.com and you'll find him. <laughs> I've shared the story once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> I love that game, but I find that every time I, I actually get to play it, I do have to relearn the entire rule set because it's always at least a year and a half to two years in between playthroughs because it's such a beefy game. It's so hard to get to the table, but it's yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to play it again favorite. someday. Yeah. Correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, and I know I've said this before, but to be fair, I had just learned the game. I had yeah. played twice, maybe, when I yeah. taught Hostway. Let it go, Woody. It, okay. it was also the same weekend that we had had a presentation at a convention in North Carolina. Oh, yeah. This was like at midnight when we people. realized that one of the rules was <laughs> missing. It was it was oh, no. late. Yeah, we were tired. Like There are other parts of this story that just don't make it as uh, sound as good <laughs> yeah. that I omit on purpose. Of course. <laughs> 
as we get older, we have to embellish our stories to make them more fantastical. That's true. And, and like the only reason like it, it bothered me was because I was enjoying the game so much and I was like so into the strategy that I was building. Uh, and then I saw something happen, you know, and you're like, what? Wait. <laughs> wait. I would have done things completely different had I known uh-huh. that. There was a whole other currency that I didn't even know about. <laughs> and, and Hostway, I can't say that that, I mean, that has happened to me so many times, and I just yeah. walk away from the game disgusted, even though really? I know I enjoyed the game. Wow. I don't know how to, like, I don't even know how to process it. Sometimes I'm angry at the players. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I'm angry at the rule book. Yeah. Sometimes I'm angry at myself for not catching something really important. But I walk away with this really, like, gritted teeth, shaking head, <laughs> you know, whatever nasty feeling you can have towards a board game so i get it I, yeah i, I, know. I totally I know. understand <laughs> it, it's it's a painful experience yeah. to play something and play it wrong yeah uh, so of course this is the only time it happened to me but you know woody seems to like really get riled up when we bring it up so so it, it, so, <laughs> so i've reinforced it, it. <laughs> i've reinforced it for a way actually point. you brought it up i didn't even bring it up i don't even bring it up anymore <laughs> I feel oh, bad for okay. you. Every time we bring it up, I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but since it since you brought it up, <laughs> it's too fun not to talk about it. <laughs> I, I, I like being tortured. <laughs> I feel like that happens whenever you learn a new game, though. There's always like yeah. a rule that you realize a game or two in that you that completely changes how you play the game. Like I remember playing Great Western Trail that way, and it took like three turn three games learning three new things that we'd somehow skipped. And it's like, oh, it makes sense now. And then it finally clicks. <laughs> I still don't know how to play Monopoly. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, because everybody has their own house rules for it. Depending yeah. on who you play it with, you're always playing it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a therapist and as a teacher, I've played a lot of Uno. <laughs> yes. That kid's like yes. Uno. And as I'm always like, all right. a lot of Uno. Establish yep. right now what the rules are. I'm, I've, I've played 20 <laughs> different ways. Just let me know what crazy variation you play at your house, and that's what we'll do. I don't want to. I don't want to find out halfway through. <laughs> and then they forget to tell you until halfway through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, we're stacking. I didn't know we're stacking. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> no, you tell me before turn one. <laughs> well, Erica, it has been fantastic to talk to you. Um, yeah, you. Is as there well. anything that we missed that you feel like would be important to talk about, either about fun again games or about education in games or or anything that you feel like we we need to highlight before we go? I don't think so. I think um, I mean maybe if you can if you wanted to link the list that I emailed you so that people can see it if they're interested, okay. um, because obviously we can't cover the entire list. That would be. A lot. That would be insane. Yes. <laughs> we don't need to go over every single thing when it's already written down. If people are interested, they can look. Um, yeah, and I'm happy to talk to anybody who wants assistance. I put my email address in that article that got written. Um, mm-hmm. And I've helped a lot of people who are just looking for games for specific things or just stuff to keep the kids entertained and stuff. Um and I'm happy to help with whatever I can because it's a weird time and people need board yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Anything, Hostway? No, no, no. This has been great. Yeah. Yes, it has. Yeah, it has. It, it's good just to talk about the hobby and, and with somebody who knows about it and, and is experiencing it on the inside. That's fantastic. For sure. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Thank uh, you. For our listeners out there, I don't know, keep on rolling for education, keep on rolling for change. 
Thanks so much for listening to Rolling for Change. We're a proud member of the Geek Therapy Network. You can't go to your favorite conventions right now, so why not join the friendly folks over at the Geek Therapy Discord server? It's a constant, ongoing geek convention, and everyone's invited to come enjoy the soiree fantastique. To join, go to geektherapy.com forward slash discord. If you'd like to email Rolling for Change, we'd love to hear your suggestions and feedback, or even have you come talk with us on the show. Write us at gamers at rollingforchange.com. Our theme music was kindly donated by Rocket Scientists. Find more of their music at bandcamp.com forward slash rocket scientists. Once again, thanks so much for listening and keep on rolling for change. Rolling for change.